0: Hey, how's it going, Pat Finnerty? Uh, this is the What Makes the Song Stink podcast. I think you know that by now. You already clicked on it. Um, this is my Pat Finnerty show mug that I hope to bring back when I used to do an Instagram thing um, uh, during COVID 1.0. Um, that's where I had these. So maybe I'll. I, I think i they got shut down, the printful. Uh, the company I was using shut them down because, you know. It looks a little bit like something uh so these aren't available but hopefully i'll be able to get them back up anyway my name is pat Finerty. uh welcome to the what makes a song stink podcast if you are not watching it on youtube i was just holding my mug that is a blatant dunkin donuts ripoff of my name on it with a coffee cup that says pf instead of dd sharp looking mug um today's episode we're talking about finger 11 paralyzer this song fucking blows it song is a this song is an ugly. It's it's just it's it's there's something about this one that like Adam, put it on for a second, will you? I'm not
1: paralyzed, but I seem to be struck by you. I wanna
0: make you move because you stand If you're party, not just what your body, matches once you arise, so you'll probably move right through me on my way to you. You can cut it if you know if there's a hell the reason. but if there's a hell you know i'm going and uh you know but you gotta wait obviously hell is gonna have a waiting room right i mean it's not like you're just gonna walk in if you can't just get a, it, it think about what it takes to get tsa pre-check and you think hell's just gonna be like yeah 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 here you go no way you're gonna have to walk through a line like if hell's good like if hell's good at being hell like there would be a like airport level where you're just walking you're wait you're waiting for like four years to get into hell i would say at least and while you're waiting because i could see the devil getting down to this one you know what i mean and not like in like a Dio, like cool way like you know like this is what the devil actually likes I'm talking about the devil <laughs> lucifer What are be doing on this planet the devil lucifer this name, like imagine if it's like instead of Lucifer, the devil's name was like Lenny, you know what I mean? It wouldn't, it's just the same thing with ghost hunter shows and no offense to like ghost people, but I mean like if you have to turn the lights off and go to an old prison to find a fucking ghost, the, ghosts would be in your, ghosts would be in your bathroom, you know what I mean? At two o'clock on a Wednesday, like they'd be there, Where, where are they? They're not hanging out at the prison, it's just that's a scary place, so that's why you think the ghost is going to be there. Anyway, Finger Eleven, we're going to get to it. We've got Sarah Schaefer, comedian, writer, and I checked her out before the interview, and I immediately liked her comedy, and I think you will as well. And then our conversation, I think, is really funny. And uh, we talked about the song a decent amount, and we also talked about comedy in general and the fact that she had an MTV show, so we talked a little bit about MTV. It was a really cool conversation, and I'm looking forward to everybody hearing it. But first, we got to talk about the news. We got some news here. Um, And this is big. Um, Now, this source, of course, coming from my Instagram, uh, Collective Soul. um, They just announced that they are now uh, proudly on the bill for the Hootie Fest uh, and Big Splash, they're calling it, Hootie Fest, which is three nights... On the beach in beautiful Riviera, Cancun, Mexico, January 25th to 28th, 2023, um, Three Nights of Hootie. But on top of that, you're getting the Jim Blossoms. The Blossoms are better than that. Come on. Collective Soul, Everclear, and Edwin McCain, obviously. Um, So that is January 25th to 28th. Can you imagine you know, imagine this this crowd? Unbelievable. You go for Hootie, stick around for Everclear. You know, and the one Edwin McCain song. So these are people that love, like, you know, I only want to be with you. Uh, but also want to hear Father of Mine by Everclear. You're going to hear Shine, and then you're going to hear, you know, Edwin McCain, the I'll Be song, I would imagine. And then he's going to have to play nine other songs, probably a cover. I'm going to guess he does like a Cat Stevens song or something like that. Like Edwin McCain is probably the closest thing to cred this thing has other than the Blossoms, which I think are, I have a, I have some love for the for the GBs. So I'm a little disappointed in them, but you know, what are they going to do? But um, anyway, so that's uh, the Hootie Fest, Big Splash, January 25th to 28th. And But I will say this, I did play, I had the great fortune and I have a lot of gratitude when it comes to the things that I've been able to do. I've played, terrible gigs in my life, mostly bad. Um, but I've played some cool gigs as well. And I play guitar in this band strand of Oaks that I talk about from time to time. And last year we actually played, um, the one big holiday festival down in Cancun. So I got to play one of them, the my morning jacket one, which was awesome. Love my morning jacket. They rock. Um, and if you see them live, they rock. It's unbelievable. They rock really successfully. And, uh, so got to play it, and I uh, never thought I would be a part of an all-inclusive thing. I thought that they only existed in like Wheel of Fortune and Price Is Right and stuff like that. And I never thought I was going to do one because it was just going to be a bunch of you know guys from Ohio in cargo shorts walking around. You know, and let me tell you something. It was a very enjoyable experience. It, I mean, camp. she came. It was incredible. We had a swim-out pool. I mean, you're not doing anything. You're just you're walking to the They're bringing you, they're bringing you everything. And you're in Cancun and it's unbelievable. And it's just pools for days. And I'm like kind of like an all-inclusive guy now. So much that I probably would go to Hootie Fest, uh, just you know, for the buffet alone. So that was the news. And uh on that note, let's get to the Sarah Schaefer interview. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This is the what makes this song stink podcast. Grab a coffee and uh let's see what happens. What makes this song stink? Okay, here we go. We got today's guest and I'm excited about I'm excited about today's guest. Now I know people say excited all the time, they don't mean it. I genuinely am. Now, but I will also <laughs> say that I have no idea who the hell this person is. Never even heard the name before. Uh, producer Adam (laughs) said, hey, we're going to have Sarah Schaefer on. And I was like, okay, who the hell's that? And then I checked it out. I was like, (laughs) this happens to be a person that's been in comedy for a while and has done cool shit and has accomplished things. But most importantly, I've watched two two two-minute long videos of what you do. And I liked it. And I was like, I like this person a lot. (laughs) You did a whole thing about how, you know, it's so hard to be a white male um, in comedy, Mm -hmm. a writer. It's so hard. You did a, a thing about that yeah. where you brought Jesus into it, and I really enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. then you did a thing about um, join comedy. It's so much fun. You get to go to open mics for five mm-hmm. years and and hang out with borderline sociopaths that will tear you down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Adam has been killing it with bringing me these guests that uh, I didn't know, you know, until this happens. And you have no idea who the hell I am, I'm assuming, right? <laughs>
1: I still don't.
0: Yeah, either. So let's, instead of me bullshitting and saying like, Sarah was a writer (laughs) for, you know, um, Sarah.
1: We go way back to about five minutes ago.
0: That's right. But what I (laughs) saw was funny. So I already like you. And instead of me lying and setting you up, um, nobody checks out anything. So i say, why, what would you want people to check out that, that you've got cooking right now?
1: Um, well, you know, right now the best point of access to me is, um, my social media, it's sort of where all the things flow through there. Unfortunately, we got to use it. It's awful. It's our, it's our booth in the marketplace. I hate um, it. My booth is called Sarah Schaefer One across all platforms. And I've been doing comedy for like 20 years. I've written for a ton of shows. I've been on TV a few times. I had a talk show with uh, the comedian Nikki Glazer about 10 years ago almost um, on MTV called Nikki and Sarah Live. It was a lot of fun. And done a little, a lot of little things here and there over the years. Um, but right now i right, been writing for TV mostly and performing stand-up and and other stuff. And um, I have a podcast, which is where these videos come from. For my podcast, I'll do little, these little audio sketches. And mm-hmm. they're satirical in nature and about whatever I'm thinking about at the moment. And I, I love satire. It's kind of like my sweet spot um as a writer for comedy and in my performance as well and so that's kind of the very very short (laughs) yeah well I think we have a lot Uh... in common
0: for being bullshit uh bullshit friends here can I call it we're we're bullshit Mm -hmm. friends at this Mm -hmm. point yeah Um, yeah but I think we have uh, stuff in common because the the some of the comedy that I've seen you do is just about like, you could, you know that you love comedy. It's what you love. It's what you do. But at the same time, you know how terrible a lot of it is and what it takes to do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what I do with music. It's it's, I talk about shitty songs, but it's not just about the fact that they're shitty songs. It's about that. They're popular shitty songs. Like it works, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And why it works. And I think that like, I think we're very in line there as far as, yeah you know our our satirical nature, and also what song's shitty because today you picked out of our list you picked a good one mm-hmm. um you went with finger eleven paralyzer, and this is this is a very interesting bad song, yeah, how does it make you feel, and why did you pick it
1: um well, look, i'm gonna preface this by saying that I was asked to do a um some something like this, but it was an article uh years ago mm-hmm. like It was like you talked about a song you didn't like. And um, I did that, and I picked a song I didn't like, and it backfired. And people got really angry at me because apparently I didn't realize that the AV Club comment section is almost worse than a YouTube comment section. So I I decided this time I was going to pick from your list, and I was going to go with a recommendation that you made and not subject myself to the snobbery.
0: <laughs> what was the song? Um, some... I, I need to know <laughs> okay. what the song was.
1: Now, hang in my defense, uh, I thought I was being, um, I thought the song I picked before I tell you what it is, it had a story behind it of why I don't like it. And I, that made for what I thought was an, a really fun interview. And I read the article and was like, gosh, this turned out so funny. I love this really like how it came out at the end and then i read the comments
0: now time out before we find out what song this is let's just everybody that's not like familiar with av club av club is like the onions uh music uh network i don't even know if it's if they're still doing it
1: i don't know if it's still there yeah i i think it is but yeah
0: you know onion associated music usually you know good bands all of that stuff so it would attract Mm -hmm. you know probably the music snobs of the world i could probably consider myself to be a music snob but at the same time i know what a music like my friend rory he'll probably listen to this he's a fucking asshole like he will just like (laughs) he'll look at you like you think that's good it's terrible terrible that's who he is right and but he's great i, I love
1: him. i love music and i don't consider myself to have bad taste in music but anyway so the song i picked it is a specific reason i picked it mm-hmm. and it's the song it's I, I musically musically i think it's a good song but for me personally i hate it okay so the song is groove is in the heart by d light Right. A lot of people love that song. Because
0: you're having problems with that.
1: But if you read the article, you could see that I was obviously being funny about it. And the song, the reason I don't like it is because it scared me when I was a little girl. Me and my sister listened to it at night because we got scared. Okay. Because we had seen the movie Three Men and a Baby, and you know, there's a ghost in that movie, and someone had told us about it. So we put in the VHS tape, and we found the ghost, and at that point, I thought, oh my God, ghosts are real. I'm going to die tonight. And so we put on a song on my little pink boombox to make us feel less scared. Okay. What song would you pick as a little girl? You'd pick the fun, funky, Groove is in the Heart by D-Light. Absolutely. put it and did not realize that that song is actually kind of creepy. There's a banshee noise in it. There is. Ah! Yeah.
0: It starts with this, like, I didn't even know it started with this, like, backwards. It's trippy. It is trippy.
1: Yeah. It.
0: But then, come on. It's, come on, there
1: Come on, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Right, it gets fun. And chills, and but then later in the song, right? That's all great. But then the the banshee comes in and the
0: (laughs) boo
1: starts to get kind of scary. So
0: that's a banshee to you? I've never, I've never thought of that as no. That
1: No, there's the banshee is the "Ah," in the background. Ah,
0: Uh, uh, yeah,
1: (laughs) and it. It, it just some, something about it got creep It creeped us out. And um, I think we were like, I mean, I was maybe like uh, 11, 10 or 11. And so, you know, it just I thought that it was going to be a funny thing. I was not critiquing the song from a musical standpoint. Yes. And yes. people just got real mad. I mean, people were going for me personally in the comments. Yeah. Like, I just looked this dumb bitch up. Mm-hmm. she's a fucking loser yeah this she worked at late night with jimmy fallon that tells you everything you need to know it's they like, brought
0: up jf I've, they they jf'd okay.
1: you. oh man yeah i mean like uh, all right like i worked there when it first started as a blogger but yeah sure i'm i'm the creative force behind that show if you don't like it whatever like, yeah
0: <laughs> i mean i can only so imagine anyway. i mean listen i <laughs> Uh, do you know how many kid ro- fans? Do you know how many Kid Rock people have like? <laughs> <you're>, like people <laughs> hate me like Three Doors Down. I put a video out about Three Doors Down, and I swear like the, I think that their band has found out and just like they've said oh my like, God, Who do you think you I- are? Well, how many fucking hits do you have? You know what I mean? All of that shit. They they talk about my teeth. I mean it. It's real.
1: I'm not surprised to hear that at all. And guess what? One of my favorite jokes. It was my my. My sister came up with it. It's one of my favorite jokes to tell. Mm-hmm. Where does the worst band in the world live? Where? Three doors down. <laughs> That's a
0: good joke. <laughs> That's a good joke. Hold on, one second. I hold, know. Hold on. Do I have something
1: from a, from a from a normie, from a regular non-comedian? Great joke. It's one of my favorites. <laughs>
0: Unreal. That's so good um i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) steal that from your sister so yeah speaking all right so speaking about but but at the end of the day who cares it doesn't matter and as far as like
1: yeah i just want to preface this of uh uh, that i picked the song that i that we're talking about today i did not pick it i mean i picked it but it was from a list provided to me Mm -hmm. by pat so if you're upset you go after pat
0: You're not going to have to worry about any Finger 11 fans coming at you here, Sarah. You're in a safe space right now. What is
1: the Finger 11 fan base called?
0: I mean, I don't know. The Finger
1: 12? It's only 12 of them.
0: I'm trying to. This is a weird. That's good. This is a weird, weird area that we're going to get into because this is what I call scumbag rock. But you you could tell that. Let's listen to it. What rock? What kind of rock? Scumbag rock. Adam, put it on for a sec.
1: Okay. Scumbag rock. Got it.
0: I'm at the bowling alley. I'm, I'm not mad that I'm there. I'm, I like bowling. There's six of us, which is going to be a problem because we got to put all the names in and stuff like that. That's what I'm that's when I hear this. That's where I am.
1: Uh, a little different for me because I don't have a real negative connotation with a bowling alley. Um, I I feel the moment and this is why I picked it it comes on and i'm just transported to like a kia uh, not a kia commercial cuz they have their own thing but just like a car commercial um you know just that's trying to show me that the car can go fast uh and it's you know what's hard why maybe why the song sucks so much is because it it just rides the middle of scumbaggery I guess is what you're <laughs> it, it, it doesn't even suck enough to be interesting does that make sense that makes like,
0: complete sense it's
1: like it's just so blah
0: it's benign in a way but at the same time yeah it's also malignant because if you <laughs> if you listen to it like let's just listen to more of it we got to get to a chorus so this yeah. is going to be tough but let's yeah. just let's just let's just hang in there yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I think what it is is that it's it's Franz Ferdinand. It's the evil version of Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. It's like the actual Mm -hmm. song. So we just heard Paralyzer. Adam, will you play Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand?
1: What? Oh, yeah. Are you fucking with me?
0: No. You didn't know that?
1: How is that not the same song?
0: It is. Now, What it's funny that you said that because what I did actually right before we started taping this is that, you know, mashups, like everybody does mashups, yeah. right? So a mashup is typically when you take like the vocals of a song and you put it over like famously like Crocodile Chop when they put like a System of a Down over uh, Crocodile Rock or...
1: Yeah, I understand what a mashup is, okay? I I'm, I'm the
0: listener not here, that Sarah. dumb. The listener here, Sarah the listener. So <laughs> <laughs> showbiz. Come on, start acting like
1: I keep taking everything. You think <laughs> I don't know?
0: Showbiz, Sarah. Okay. So <laughs> what the A
1: V Club is, man? I just said it. Uh,
0: keep thinking <laughs> so
1: Keep thinking you're coming after me. Yeah.
0: So like <laughs> Friend, no, you are you're you're one of my favorites. So we have <laughs> mashups where yeah, you, you kind of have to work to do a mashup. Like, I've done some mashuping in my life, whatever. Where like you know, you you take stems, you take the vocals of a song, and you put it mm-hmm. over. Yeah, and it takes a little bit of work. Sometimes you need to like move, um, and slow it down or something so it fits or change a key of something. Right, right. Not with these two, Sarah. So what I did was I all I did was take Franz Ferdinand, take me out the the start of the chorus and then put the paralyzer song finger 11 right at the same time and here we go what
1: it's the same temp it's the same song how are they not suing them same tempo same key
0: same everything that was i didn't talk to that at all listen to it again And you know when you hear two songs at the same time and it's one of the worst things that's ever happened when you can hear someone's, like, something coming from a car and then you also have a stereo going and there's two songs? Like, that's kind of the worst for me, like, whenever I can hear yeah. two different songs. This actually sounds good. Like, this is two songs being played at the same exact time. It
1: doesn't make time. sense how that – first of all, I probably – before I got the email with the list of songs to choose from mm-hmm. – I, I probably hadn't heard or thought of the band finger 11 since maybe the only time I'd ever heard them which was probably sometime when did this song come out 2006 like 2006 yeah I was about to say this sounds like peak so when I um 2006 and 2007 was a weird time for me with music because I hosted a an internet show is what it was called for a, a little company known as AOL. And it was called The DL, which I did not pick that name. <laughs> and, um,
0: which is very telling because that's when the DL was hot, like, you know, on the DL, like, right...
1: right. That's what one of the guys I worked for was like, do they not know? Do the upper. guys not know what that means in like vernacular and i was like i guess not but that's the title of the show i didn't pick it i would
0: say (laughs) low-key is now the new dl would you say would you agree with me on that
1: yeah low-key yeah now is the dl so anyway it was called the dl and it was supposed to stand for like the download because this was the era of sure digital music and like you know and um what i what the show essentially amounted to was like hundreds hundreds of videos i did it for a full year which is crazy now thinking back like how much i did and it was all about music for the most part i interviewed hundreds of musicians i mean i might have even interviewed finger 11 and i don't remember it like <laughs> it was so many famous people all the way down to and it was like when a lot of those bands were breaking like um uh i mean i like interviewed amy winehouse okay in her on her first trip to america and no one knew who she was yet and it was like and then like three months later it was like holy shit like i just met this woman like on the brink of her fame a lot of artists like that that went on and then a lot that didn't and it was that sort of cmj i went to south by southwest uh you know, I was like oh, they were sending me all over to like interview bands and um It sounds like it a was good a really gig. cool experience. That's, that
0: seems like it would have been a lot of fun.
1: It was really cool. Yeah. And no one saw it. I mean it was like cause they didn't understand how to distribute video yet online and YouTube had just started mm-hmm. to like blow up. Like I remember while I worked there was when Lonely Island and lazy Sunday, like that video went viral, and that was like one of the first real big YouTube videos that went viral f- from, weirdly, from a major network, <laughs> right? Uh, television show was that grapes but, like um, it
0: w- like grapes lady was probably one of the big ones too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There was it was early days, early days of YouTube, and I mean when I worked there, Facebook, uh, I got my first Facebook account. <laughs>
0: Okay you know. Facebook is so, a great yeah. time so, yeah. to take breaks because so what we're gonna do, people love commercials. Let's do one and then we'll come back and we'll talk yeah. about yeah. Facebook. All right, let's take a break. Uh, just a quick one. We're back from break. I hope you enjoyed that commercial. You probably skipped through it and if you're like me, I hope that you did. Um, Sarah, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about Facebook, right? and yeah. uh and how people you know in 2007 2008 were just kind of getting into the thing and i and then i've been thinking about the grape plate when's the last time you saw the lady with fall off which was stomping those grapes it's still uh, off awesome.
1: whenever i think of that era i think of that somebody made like a, a parody song like my space like i don't remember All I remember is that there was uh it was a those were uh, heady times um but yeah, this song is from that era, I guess.
0: And it's kind of like the last yeah. wave of what I yeah. call scumbag rock. So, like, new metal is like what it's it's <laughs> it's referred to. So, anything that like, you know, corn with a K, and you anytime mm-hmm. like you're incorporating a Z instead of an S or a K instead of a C, mm-hmm. and there's like jaded yeah. lyrics or anything, that's what I'm going to call scumbag rock. A lot of people call it new right. metal. A lot of people call it butt rock. But for me, it's always been scumbag. So. They're kind of like the last wave of it. And they're an interesting band because Adam, will you play the bridge part of this song? Okay, stop that. That little wait 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 like I yeah. you know that somebody that's in Finger like 11. Old school. You know? <laughs> but you know that somebody in finger 11 like had okay computer. Like that's the difference like <laughs> I feel like there is one person in this band that is like we and they were listening to Franz Ferdinand obviously. You know what I mean? And they were just like okay because yeah. there is like uh, like there is an attempt at like I feel like there is some like creepy Johnny Greenwood kind of shit happening in this song. And that's that's what separates them from like stained or you know Godsmack or something like that, where like they are trying to like class it up, but their shoes aren't as nice. Yeah, you know what I mean. Their shoes aren't as right. nice as Franz Ferdinand's shoes, and like they're not at the. They are in the new metal butt rock scumbag world, but there's like there's this there's this a little bit of sophistication, even though I I hate yeah. this song like Poison. You I know? mean,
1: they're Franz Ferdinand,
0: but. For, like, if Franz Ferdinand Wait. was a medello th- they would be, you know, uh, you know, Bud Light. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Nothing against so Bud Light. So, did the
1: Franz Ferdinand song come out first? Big time. 2004. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was a big Anything before hit. 2020 is a blur. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't remember much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you mean the um, before times, Sarah? The before times? Is that what you're talking the about?
1: The before times now we're in the unprecedented times
0: right you know how happy people were the first time they heard before times They're like "Ooh, before times this that i'm gonna say that. yeah
1: it's like "Ooh, i love that phrase i remember being like god i love that phrase i wish i had come up with it yeah um
0: till like a week later but
1: now it's like old whoa take it easy on before times
0: but yeah so it's like kind of like a um, level of it's like a wine it's it's like a rosé or a or, or maybe a bartles and james it's it's a bartles and that's what it is this song is kind of like a bartles and james
1: it's Franzia.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Franzia Ferdinand. Yeah. It's Franzia Ferdinand.
0: <laughs> there you go. We're getting stuff done here. What makes this song stink yeah. podcast? What do you think of the podcast? Think it's going to make it?
1: This podcast. Sure. It seems fun.
0: Okay. Um, cause your episode, this is episode (laughs) seven or eight. So we're going to talk about it. You've been doing podcasts for a while. So I just want to like, you know, like a little focus group.
1: You got a great concept. You got a fun setup. I'm having fun. You're not being a moron or annoying works for me. Um, I think the, you know, I've had successful podcasts and I've had really failures and, um, the failures usually involve me quitting Yeah. <laughs> before I get far enough to really find out or not being consistent and stuff like that. That's usually where I fail in podcasting. The key is to just keep doing it. Do not stop.
0: Yeah, but like, can we do a little bit, a new segment on what's up with, or uh, on a new segment on what makes this song stink, where turn the lights mm-hmm. down low a little bit, Let's talk about a little bit of failure. You know, it's those dark days, Sarah. It's those dark days, especially when you're in the arts and you're trying to get through it and you're saying yeah. to yourself, should I just have got a job? I mean, should I have been an accountant? You know what I mean? Dark days, Sarah. How'd you get through? It?
1: Oh, well.
0: Just one foot in front of the nose. You know, yeah.
1: and this is a serious answer. <laughs> um, you know, I when I started out in comedy, I had a day job while I was doing comedy at night. And that job was just toxic enough. <laughs> to make me never want to go back. So the AOL job was actually my first opportunity to leave my day job. And that AOL job, it got canceled after a year and I had to go back to the day job for just a short time. But the feeling of rage every day that I felt at myself, at the world, having to go back to that day job that I didn't like, um, motivated me to get out of it again and to never give up. And, you know, it, it, that kept me going of like, you know, you could, you can go back, you can go back to another type of work. Um, but remember what that felt like. And I had little like reminders and things in my head that I would think about that would, um, remind me just to, Never give up and, and to be savvy and smart with survival and trying to find ways to make money in ways that were flexible and like supported me. And it's always those two lanes, your money-making lane and your, uh, creative goal lane. And sometimes those lanes are together, but rarely. So you're always kind of trying to balance the two.
0: I mean, I was doing gigs in like, yeah, we could go back, light up. I was doing gigs, you know, hotel bars. Where I was playing acoustic gigs yeah. in the corner and like, you know, and my parents are great. My parents are awesome. They're they're so supportive of everything that I've ever done. And I basically just had to tell them, I'm like, I don't think mm-hmm. I can get a real job. I just can't. I'm like, this is what I have to yeah. do. I have to do something in the creative world. You know what I mean? And uh, because, yeah. but to make money, I mean, I would be playing all of these songs that I think stink in the corner of like a hotel bar and acoustics but people wouldn't even be paying attention then i would just change the lyrics to what a guy was doing i'm like you know if you wanted to hear like margaritaville i'd be like you're wearing a striped shirt you just took a sip now you're looking at your phone maybe you're cheating on your wife you've got a pair of khakis you're taking a yeah. bite now and, and he was still wouldn't Would even somebody know.
1: like look out somebody would look over and realize what you're doing and be like
0: one person
1: <laughs> or no just
0: one yeah. maybe but i would do yeah. that like yeah. endlessly
1: i'm that one person
0: right yeah likewise but maybe like finger 11 right so they've hit they made it i mean finger 11 made it adam let's listen to more p-
1: where are they now <laughs>
0: I, well we're gonna find out because i'm gonna i'm gonna play okay. something off of one of their later albums <laughs> So it's the jaded voice that you're really hearing, you know? It's like that's just – because you don't have to sing like, like, you know, I see terror in your eyes. I mean, if it was a different kind of song, it would just be that. But he goes in, right, and it's somewhere in the throat. I see trouble in your eyes. I'm in a now by you. And that's <laughs> that's where – that was a decision, you know what I mean? And And then yeah. the world's like, yes, we need that i see terror by you and and that you know is basically what's gotta be bad
1: on. for your vocal chords
0: can't be easy but let's see what they're up to so finger 11 that's pretty much their only hit i think and then i was doing a little bit of research they put out an album in 2015 called five crooked lines they came up with that and uh They love
1: numbers.
0: They do. They're big on big on digits. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to let's go to the second track. This is called Criminal. It's always fascinating is that most of the bands, I love listening to like new albums from like bands like Collective Soul and bands like Lit and bands like, you know, they become 45, 50 years old. Maybe this to me is like, okay, they're like, let's just do like a Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Like, let's go in. (laughs) And like, you know. That's one of those songs that I didn't think needed to be written. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if we needed that one.
1: You know, this is the type of music that I never have listened to in my home or car or headphones. Okay. So this is why I'm saying it's a commercial. I'm hearing it in ambient um, uh, atmospheres. I'm in a but commercials that's what i'm like this is music that they use in different types especially car commercials
0: here let's do it and yeah you do the like i'll start it you finish it okay find your own lane the 2022 dodge durango life without limitations all right you want to try one here we go
1: okay let me think (laughs)
0: Hold I on, went I with gotta... Dodge. I went with the Durango. I don't. You could go. You know. Yeah. All right. Here you go.
1: The horizon is always there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you can get there faster with zero percent down and four years. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not. I, those, I'm, I'm obsessed with doing commercial voice, which I love doing, but I usually have to write it ahead of time. I'm not as good at, the, really like, good.
0: I know I just threw that at you, but the at cuff. the same time, like, but
1: yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Cause that's exactly what it sounds like. It's like, you know, where go they, further, these
0: fucking, <laughs> these fucking car commercials, like where do they, they show them on the cliffs and they're over there and they're in a desert. I mean, people are going to target. <laughs> Like there's no yeah. there's no reason to have a tank. You know what I mean? It's just like find no. and then find your beginning. Find your beginning. Right. Like right, people are right. getting it's, paid a million further. dollars. Right, right. Go to fucking Dunkin' Donuts. That's where they're going. You know what I mean? There's
1: parking right. lots. And like Yeah, it's trying to sell you the adventure. This car this song and this commercial is trying to sell you. Uh, not like look at the magical experiences we're going to have, but more like we're, we're serious about our fishing trip (laughs) and we're going to drive through a fucking Creek man. And the car is not going to get overwhelmed by the water. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cause we're going to drive through the Creek.
1: Okay. And this car, this car, it can get dirty. This car can get dirty. That is the type of car that we drive. That's, a, that's what that song says and it says this car can also take me across uh, uh, the state of Arizona very efficiently <laughs> like
0: thats a- <laughs> but in reality in reality driving is this get in your car and drive to work again get stopped at the same red light you've been at <laughs> since you were getting dropped off for basketball practice in eighth grade because you still live in the town. <laughs> You're happy that you do that, but it also reminds me of all of the mistakes that you made in your life and the fact that you should have asked out Lynn in eighth grade. Why didn't you while you're stopped (laughs) at that red light while you're driving and you're on the three quarters of a tank and you feel good about, it. you know what I mean? Like that's
1: driving. Right. And then the the tagline is like going nowhere. right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I have potholes memorized in Philadelphia. My body just knows when to move like they've been there for so (laughs) long. Like, that's what driving is.
1: Yeah, this is... It, it's car commercial. Um, it's mainly that, but I also feel like this music, you know, Finger Eleven would be the type of music you'd hear... Um like at a sports bar, maybe playing in the background mm-hmm.
0: or going to commercial. Um, like it's, it's like a, it's a yeah. football. Oh
1: yeah. Going, to commercial. going right. to commercial. Out of a, out of a sporting you event. See the, yeah. You see the
0: pan of the, um, you know, and speaking of going to commercial, yeah. Adam just came in. What did that sign say, Sarah?
1: What a segue. It said, go to break, man. So
0: let's go to fucking break. Welcome back to the What Makes This Song Stink podcast featuring Pat Finnerty and Sarah Schaefer. (laughs) That voice. Where did that voice come from? Where did any of this come from? And why do we allow it? Like, why? Like, commercials as a whole is so hilarious. It's just like you're watching something and you're like, okay, well, I guess I want a car now. And then next up, toothpaste. It's like the brain of commercials is unbelievable. And then, all right, let's go on to uh, shaving cream. And then, you know,
1: life insurance. I, I highly life recommend. Insurance. You know, uh, something that I, my husband and I do um, once a month, maybe once every few months, on a Saturday or just a day that we're. Um, <laughs> these days, it's literally any day because our lives are so, <laughs> like, at home. Yeah. Still, but um, the we put on. You go on YouTube and you look up truly. There's a few different versions of this. One is you put on uh, one of those YouTube compilations an hour or more of commercials from the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, I prefer the 90s a little more because I was... Uh, I, I, 80s too. It just depends on the time period, but um, which part of the 80s. Late 80s, early 90s is my sweet spot culturally, like being okay. 44. That, that was my... A coming of age time 42 um, so I'm,
0: I'm right there with you
1: yeah yeah so you put on. i'm telling you it's so incredible you put on the commercials you remember all of them and you're just like holy shit and like some of them even have like just snippets of local like net, n- news at 11 and you f- realize oh i'm watching somebody who who taped these commercials from like cincinnati or whatever Yeah, they but do. you see how, like everybody saw the same commercials and it is. It's one, you know. One is cereal. The next, and some are more kid oriented. Some are more like a lady being like, you know, you know, like doing some uh, really uh, sort of vague commercial about is it for a douche? Is it for yeah. tampons? We don't know. But right, she's a lady. Yeah, she's um, a lady. You know, there's I like I'm making <laughs> that another version <laughs> of that Just that we she's do. She's a lady. Is uh, yeah, yeah. Is we put on um uh the MTV uh what do they call them? The little interstitials, the little MTV logo like the animations.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So there are like hundreds of those, like if not thousands of them. And they were done by all these artists and uh, you put those on and you'll remember if you watch, you know, again, if you're a certain age and you watched a lot of MTV, you'll go, oh my God, I remember this one. Holy shit. Like it opens up all these corners of your brain that don't haven't been touched in so long and it's like.
0: Those uh, anyway, were, those were so um, cool. Those MTV things were so cool, weren't they? Or were, were we? Oh we my God, they were like, like, I they were like, they were really
1: cool. Like, we were being exposed to like really cool underground art, video yeah. art.
0: And then by the time that you got to MTV, I was out, obviously. But it's got to be so cool that you did something for MTV because, like, even though it was, oh bullsh- yeah, it, was, it was, so
1: was so surreal. Totally, totally, it was totally, right, totally different then, programming. But, like,
0: yeah, but the fact that, that it still had a little yeah. bit of that, I'm sure, and like that was really cool. So like how long was your show on MTV for? Yeah, I
1: mean we it was Nikki and Sarah Live and we filmed it. It was live live the first season, and then the second season was like live to tape. Uh but we filmed it from the TRL studio in Times Square. And so
0: So you were Carson that Daly. was You were daily. Like you were... <laughs>
1: Yeah. You I mean Carson we were Daly. like you know, and we had one thing I did learn about MTV, you know, aside from it being kind of a shit show yeah. <laughs> to work for them. Um, very grateful for the opportunity, though. Um, it was a dream come true. It was truly had it was one of those peak moments in life where you go, I don't know if it'll ever be that exciting. It was very stressful. Yeah. Uh, there are things I don't miss about it. But it was, I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I, my dreams came true. Like I don't, yeah, you know, it makes me kind of chill now about, about stuff because I'm like, well, what could go wrong? I've already gotten my dream. So anyway, the, the show was incredible. And one thing about MTV is that they still maintain, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know if they do now cause they've again, gone through a major change and upheaval once again, but, um, at that time was like peak guy, uh, girl code and ridiculousness obviously is like their bread and butter for the past decade and plus but um it, that was kind of and jersey shore was it was over at this point but they had like Jay Wow and Snooki was still part of their whole cadre of of quote unquote talent and um so that was the era but one thing that they still had their finger on was who was going to be like the next big musical, uh, you know, star. And they would book these musicians on our show that we were like, who the fuck is that? And then a year later they would be a household name and we'd be like, Oh, we, we had uh, uh not, 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 this is no judgment on the quality, but like Iggy Azalea, like, you know, was on our show. <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, is that Iggy? Is that her name? The the yeah. white girl who like tries yeah. to. Yeah. Um, you know, like we and we just we interviewed a lot of interesting people that like looking back, I was like, oh, that was actually kind of cool. That person wasn't really a household name or known to us yet. But MTV knew they knew. they were yeah. like, oh, you're going to want this person on the show. They're going to be a huge star. <laughs> like, OK. Um,
0: Man, but that's, that's so cool. And but like we had a, we had a great time. When you like what what you said earlier, a, a little earlier was kind of struck me where you're just like, it was the most amazing time because you reached this goal, you got somewhere, but you were also stressed yeah. at the same time. And that that just kind of mm-hmm. always everything that I've done as far as like, you know, anything, that I've worked really hard on and that I've been proud of or achieved in my is always come with this ridiculous amount of stress. And I feel like that yeah. happens in life everywhere. It's like, you know, think about a married, like, like a wedding, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the worst thing that, that can ever happen. That's the most important thing for people. Right. So it's just like, anytime you try to do anything, it's a fucking exhausting, but it's like, yeah. that's, that's what it takes. Right.
1: It's, it's all of everything is all at once and i think my uh occasional co-host on my podcast uh very funny woman named Kate Caitlin Gill um she her her little she has all these little like catchphrases and little uh proverbs that she has and one is you know you 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 get your dream but you have to um you have to go through it with your eyes open mm-hmm. And, and I might be paraphrasing it a little bit, but she's like, you know, your a dream is something you dream when you're, when you're asleep. She's like, you got to go through it awake Yeah, when your dream comes true. And um, that was what it was like. I mean, it was a lot of pressure and, and MTV was a really confusing and crazy uh, place to do a show with two comedians. Uh, I think Nikki was probably 29 at the time. I was 35 right. with a, with a talk show geared towards teenage girls. Um, And I thought we did a pretty good job and we had a really good time. And our staff and crew were like, I've worked on a ton of TV shows and I know I'm biased, but I try to always get, I'm like, I still, some of the people that worked on the shows were always, whenever I see them, even now they're like, that was one of the best shows I worked on. And I think part of it was our showrunner was an incredible producer who who had worked at Colbert for a long time. And she had just learned a lot about what makes a difference for um, a crew and like who sets the tone and all that stuff. Like she was like a really good guide. Yeah. And Nikki and I, I think we're just right at the right time in our own careers to go through it um, humble and not entitled. Yeah. And uh, that. And it was like, wow, this is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to either of us. And and going through it with someone else, I think, was uh, at times very stressful because you had to uh, you, you, you didn't have veto power the way you would think you would being uh, the host of a TV yeah. show. I had to always account for my partner and her uh, desires and dreams and and opinions about what we were doing. Which is tough. And sometimes. that can be tough.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, as
1: Desis and Marrow just broke up that show on Showtime and they, they kinda said we're going our separate ways and and I understood it. You know, I, I understood. I was like, it's hard.
0: Hold on, uh, one, hold on one the, second, Sarah. in a
1: duo with somebody, I would assume it's similar to being in a band.
0: Well, you just said separate you know? ways, so you you said separate ways, so I have to play the separate ways by Journey guitar part. <laughs> and I want you to think about this song, right? Because it, it ends like, but the end is, <laughs> and I wonder, like, it, was that? Mm-hmm. Was it written or did Mm -hmm. they send like Steve Perry back in there? And he was just like, you got to do something, Steve. So he goes, (laughs) you know, but like you were saying about dreams, right? Dreams Mm. and, you know, involving other people. It's tough when you, when you want to, you know, if you're, if you are a bit of a perfectionist or anything like that, or you want to do everything on your own and all that stuff. Um, But most importantly with dreams, what song, I need you to rank dreams for me. So I'm giving you dream, oh. dreams by the cranberries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my life. Dreams by Van Halen. Ooh. Again, higher. Higher and higher street up will climb. Or dreams <laughs> by Here Go again, you say.
1: You
0: want your freedom. So rank the dreams. Rank them.
1: The Fleetwood Mac one.
0: All right, that's one.
1: It hits me deep.
0: Okay. Where are you going? going I love the Cranberries one. Me too. Two. Okay.
1: It has a different... It it hits a different chord on me, but I think the Fleetwood Mac one stands the test of time for me. When When I hear it, I'm taken to a place in my head. Uh... It's usually my bedroom as a teenager.
0: It's a good song.
1: You yeah. see.
0: Um, and then Dreams Cranberry okay. second, and then you're putting Hagar third. I mean, I kind of saw Sammy.
1: Yeah, I gone. am. Yeah. So <laughs> I am unapologetically. Run, run away, <laughs> Like a train running off the tracks. We gotta food
0: so Adam holds up a sign that says "Wrap up segment." I don't even know what the segment is, um, but like, okay, so here's—I uh, I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> so we we talked about the song. It stinks. Um, it's a weird song to it. It's it's like a good. It's a catchy song, but it's bad catchy as far as I'm concerned. It's like an evil like. Yeah. It's the evil Franz Ferdinand. So it's kind of like the discount version of the "Take Me Out" Franz Ferdinand. it's like
1: you said it's it's a benign malignancy
0: yeah (laughs) it's like that makes sense
1: it's malignant in 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 its banality yeah
0: right um so what we can do to uh i think a fun little game that we could play um before we get you out of here would be um what are what are can we come up with some other um like discount versions of things right so it's like bullshit kind of like you know um do you remember like uh like what what was the knockoff, um Oreos? Where are you from originally, by the way?
1: I'm from Richmond, Virginia.
0: Okay. Go Richmond. Um Guar, Guar is from Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what yep. I know Got about. Got to
1: interview Guar for my AOL show.
0: Did you go Guar? Yeah. I mean, Go Guar, yeah. right?
1: They're great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, committed. They're unbelievable. Um Yeah. So like what's the Oreo Double or um I'm just trying to think of like the bullshit.
1: Um, oh yeah like like the generic. Yeah, um, generic. So it's you got your uh diet like so for instance I use soda stream. I have one of those soda stream things and I make my own Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. But the because that's like my favorite drink, and the uh the SodaStream knockoff version is called Diet Doctor Pete.
0: Sure, Dr. Pete. You know, I like yeah. that they went with Pete. Like Pete's, like yeah. really not close to Pepper, other than the fact that it has a P and an E in it. Um, yeah. And how about the fact <laughs> that I loved Public Enemy when I was like nine years old, trying to fight, trying to fight the fucking power with them? You know what I mean? I was nine. Yeah. I loved Public yeah. Enemy, still do. But I mean, um, yeah. PE, you know, that brought me back to uh, Public Enemy. <laughs> but, Adam brought up some good ones. Uh he brought up Hulu is the bullshit Netflix, which is true. Um there's something about Hulu. I don't
1: know though. Netflix is becoming the bullshit Netflix. But
0: Netflix is kind point. of the bullshit everything, right? So it's just kind yeah. of like but like Hulu to me is kind of like when you see someone, it's a Samsung. You know what I mean? And I'm mm-hmm. and nothing against a Samsung. It's just not an iPhone. And I don't know why I care and I shouldn't. And they're ah. both terrible. Mm-hmm. Are you a Samsunger or are you an iPhoneer? iphone or Yeah. But
1: when you said Samsung, I went to TV, and a lot of people think Samsung's a good TV, but I have a Vizio, and the reason why, which people go, oh, that's the knockoff, Samsung. Well, I was in Costco, and sure, this guy might have worked for Vizio and might have been walking around telling people this shit, but a guy was like, hey, you were looking for TVs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we were like, yeah, and he goes, just so you know, uh, Vizio TVs have the same insides as a Samsung TV. And they're like a fraction of the price. He's like, it's the same TV. So I mean, it saved you about 300 bucks. Yeah.
0: W- <laughs> I and mean, I wouldn't have even known that. I wouldn't know that Vizio. Was I apparently I Vizio- a lot of
1: uh, appliances, you got to look into it. A lot of like fancy appliances have the same insides as the lower, uh, cheaper version. Now so always do the research. Save that- yourself a buck.
0: Now we're getting somewhere you know, because,
1: in Biden's America, especially
0: right. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking Hyundai over Honda as much as I can in this. Life, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, I think the, uh, the Kia is probably like the discount Toyota. Right. Uh, you know, uh, there was one recently that I that had to do with TV. But the, charming, like, but the
0: key is charming. You know, Finger Eleven. It, let's just talk about the name Finger Eleven for a second. Finger I mean, we've, Eleven. We've said Finger Eleven <laughs> so much in the last hour.
1: Don't put Finger in your band no. title. Can you imagine that? Think thing? about it.
0: Want, Sarah, listen. We're, I got to put the blue light on for a second. Can you imagine after a Finger Eleven show in like 2007, you know, and I'm not going to get too graphic here, but like things are going right for the boys in Finger Eleven. You know what I mean? Their yeah. Birmingham yeah. show, whatever.
1: They obviously are finger eleven is your dick, right? Because they've got a little bit, little bitty finger dick.
0: Maybe they've got some <laughs> girls on the bus. I'm sorry, I don't want to say that. You got ten this.
1: fingers, and then this is my th- my eleventh finger.
0: Right, kind of like think about. <laughs> oh my god, this is great. Think about like. You know
1: how they go? This is my third leg.
0: Yeah. No,
1: this is your third finger because it's a micro penis.
0: Right. <laughs> An MP, like you know, like. The Irish guy says to the, Hey, you know, do you have any Irish in you? Would you like some, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing yeah. where it's like, can you imagine how the finger 11 guys in 2007, you know, rockstar finger 11, like, you know, do you want to see my finger 11 or do you, can you, Oh my do you have God. To experience the finger 11. Like, can you imagine? Or
1: it, is the band title from maybe one of them has a, an extra digit? Is you it know? from the princess? Are we bride? body shaming?
0: Is it princess? Is it a princess bride reference? <laughs> I I don't know Yeah, (laughs) exactly I mean you know the Christopher they're big Christopher Guest fans I don't know um on that note let's end this thing what riff do you want do you want Papa Roach this is what I'll give you today do you want Papa Roach uh (laughs) do you want me to play Papa Roach or do you want me to play um uh my own worst enemy by lit how do you want to go out
1: I mean, look, this is, like I said, this is not music that I consume frequently. So I want you to play what you're excited about and I will react accordingly.
0: Yo, Pete Roach. Okay. See, it's part of the whole reason why I like doing this podcast is that I get to meet cool people like you, Sarah Schaefer, who has all the social media shit that everybody needs to check out. And you should do it because she is fucking funny. I enjoyed the shit out of this conversation and also the fact that I made her sit Thanks. there. Thanks. So fun. Also, the fact that I made her sit there and just take a pee roach right right to the dome. Like, I just played the riff. She just sat there, took it. Awesome. Sarah, anything, okay.
1: yeah. anything else
0: you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Um, I will just promote one little thing real quick because I think um people who like your stuff will like my stuff too. I agree. I agree. And it, it, some of the stuff we talked about touches on, I'm I'm doing a uh, a solo show, a theatrical show right now. Okay. A solo show, and it's called Going Up, and it is uh, it is essentially a fake seminar on how to make it in the comedy business. And it, I think anybody in any field would appreciate it because it's really a commentary on like um, capitalism at the end of the day. But anyway, not to get too deep. But <laughs> um, it's a, I'm I'm obsessed with it. It's like I hope I I'm I'm doing it in L.A. right now. So if you're in L.A., please come see. But also, I will be taking it on the road starting at the end of this year, and the first road date I have for it is announced yet. But it's going to be in New Hampshire. No, of course.
0: I mean, that's, yeah. that's where you open up. Obviously, you got to test it. You got to yeah. test it in New Hampshire. Yeah, you're just doing the, the probably New trail. York
1: and some other places. But yeah, the show is called Going Up. Well, please, um, if you can book a date, out.
0: I hate when people do this. Like, dude, no Denver. Like, you know, a <laughs> band, a band post <laughs> yeah. like the tour dates. Like, wait a second, uh, booking agent, manager, bands. Uh, you know, someone said yeah. there's no East Lansing. Uh, so we're going to have to yeah. get in there and book an East Lansing gate. Like what the fuck, man? No chink Teague. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what
1: the, fu- what the fuck? Yeah.
0: I'll throw an ass Teague out there too. But, uh, if you do a Philly date, I will totally go check you out. And also, um, mm-hmm. I am in the midst of doing a fake pop punk album that I'm going to be releasing in the end of August. I don't know when this is it was probably oh, yeah. by the time. So I have a fake pop-punk band called August is Falling. So you're doing a fake seminar, I'm doing a fake pop punk yeah. band. It all we'll works have to out. get a
1: fake pop punk like uh theme song going for <laughs> one of the parts of my show.
0: <laughs> will you do me a favor before we wrap this thing up? Will you like to yeah. uh, will you thank um executive producer Adam Levin for me?
1: Yeah. I would personally like to thank uh, executive producer Adam Levin. Without him, none of this would have been possible. And I just I just love the guy, you know? And
0: will you also thank producer, executive producer Pat Finnerty? Wait, how do you say your last name? Finnerty. Finnerty.
1: Finnerty, right. Okay. And also I'd like to thank uh, executive producer Pat Finnerty again. Couldn't have done it without you, bud. And, uh, you know, let's just keep going for the horizon, man.
0: The vertical horizon. And also one more thing. <laughs> Go check out patfinnerty.net. That's where all the bullshit is.
1: Why are you making me say that? Go check
0: it. out. I hate it. I hate. I hate it's okay. social media. I hate it.
1: Go, go check out patfinerty dot net. Thank you. Or I'll I'll be very upset.
0: Appreciate that. I make my guests plug my my shit. Um, and uh, just because
1: I've I, been there, I know when yeah, I, when I, when I did it. that AOL gig, my, my top one of my favorite artists, not really now, but from earlier times, uh, Tori Amos, like one of my faves. And uh, she did the show and they had her doing all these reads for AOL. And it was like, Merry Christmas. They had her going through every holiday, like Merry Christmas from Tori Amos, you know, check out AOL.com. And she got to like flag day and was like, and she just went, no, no more. I'm done. (laughs) She just got up and I was like, I can't believe she did any of it. God. I was so, I was blood red. I was so embarrassed. I was just watching. I wasn't part of uh, the recording, but I was, they let me come watch. And I was like, oh, why are they doing this to Tori?
0: Like, Tori should only be in black and white with a wine glass and a nice curtain and a piano, and that's it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, yeah. something and a painting that you can't understand. That's where Tori should be. Do you think, speaking of AOL, do you think, like, AOL and Blockbuster, like, they ever get together and just hang out and talk about the, talk about I know. the old days? I like, know. oh, man, we fucking had it. We <sighs> had it. We had it. We had it all. Well, on that note, Sarah, let's get uh, the hell out of here. Thank you so much. It was so nice okay. to meet you. Thank you. you. And uh, thanks for being on What Makes This Song Stink, the podcast. See you, everybody. A podcast. A podcast network.